Hallelujah. Uh, Reverend Captain Jackson Asiku is my name. Uh, by the grace of God, I serve at St. Paul, Church of Uganda, Kuvu, as my brother Tendo has shared uh, with us. And uh, I'm serving there as the vicar by the grace of God. And I believe to expound on, on, on the theme today that we have been told, the good news is not for keeps. Thank you so much for making it to come and uh, we interact and share the scriptures together. So in the next few minutes, I will be sharing a few thoughts from the scriptures and I will quote other verses. That is from Romans chapter 10 and then I will go briefly to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and we shall believe God to take us through are the good news. As I'm sharing in this message and you hear anything, the good news, please, I will be talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. People receive every kind of news and they call it good news. But when you hear me talk about the good news, I'm talking about the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the saving gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is always amazing and exciting to hear the good news. It is always amazing and good to hear something good that comes, more so that comes to transform life. And at this point, I would like us to reflect on the text of 2 Kings chapter 7. The seven lepers, as you understand very well the history of lepers, they're not allowed to interact with any other person within the congregation. They are thrown out of the city and they are cast out to go and die. But these people end up meeting and they are discussing, asking themselves where they can go. These people are so desperate. They are desperate to the verge of death that every side they would go, every point they would head to was going to cause them death. Going to the Syrian camp, they were going to be killed. And remaining at the city gate, they were going to die because of hunger. They were not also allowed to enter into the city where they belong. Why? Because of leprosy. And that's, so they sat and they began to discuss with each other. So what do we do? Where do we go? And they told themselves, if we remain here because of this hunger, we shall die. And when we proceed to the camp of the Syrians, we shall be killed. But they said, who knows? Our lives will be spared. Let us advance to the camp. These people in their state of desperation, when you read verse 3 and verse 5 and verse 4, these people kept moving. And in the process of them moving, other commenters record that the Lord kept expounding the steps of their feet. That the steps of their feet sounded like a, a chariot of armies, like a, an army of people that had advanced toward them. And that's why these people said, see, look, the Israelites army have hired the Hittites and the Egyptians army to come towards us. And friends, I would like to echo to us, we are just like the lepers. We are in a point of desperacy. The world has put us in a point that people going out to preach the gospel are wondering how they will go. 
We are wondering how we shall step out to minister to people. We wonder how we shall be received. When the first time you received the good news of Christ, you were so excited. You were so happy about it. But now time has come that it's hard for you to move on. You are just like the ten lepers. Advancing, you fear the opinion of people. Remaining, you're asking yourself, what will the Bible say about me? And therefore, we are in a state of either moving or remaining. That's why someone can testify. They came, they gave their life to Christ like 10 years back. But there is no one they have, never, they have ever led to, Christ, to salvation. But they are Christians in the church. And that's why I normally call them, those are Christians, but they are liabilities. They are not bringing any effort into the kingdom of God. Someone is in church, no service, nothing they render to the church. But we are there. Allow me to challenge you this afternoon that the reason you got saved is to serve, not to sit. Praise the name of the Lord. And therefore, these people begin to advance. I would like to challenge us and let you know that in the process of us ministering the gospel of Christ, it is not us who ministers, but it is the Lord that speaks through us. Praise the name of the Lord. Whenever you are going to minister, the Lord says that when you stand before people, I, the Lord, will give you what to say. I will tell you what to say. And therefore, as you're moving, just move. When you speak, the Lord will expound your voice. Whatever you've spoken that seems to be so little, that looks so insignificant before men, the Lord will make it sound so big in the ears of someone, and then someone will turn to Christ. Because of something that you have said, it is because of this, it is not your message you're proclaiming. There is the power of the Holy Spirit that is behind your voice. There is the power of the Holy Spirit that is speaking through you that will will expound the word. And friends, we as believers, we as preachers of the gospel of Christ, our work is to speak and share. But you do not know how the Lord convicts individuals in the congregation. You do not know how the Lord convicts people while they are seated there. So just like these people, God is calling us to reach out with the good news. People outside there are struggling and wondering whom to turn to. They are wondering whom to understand. They are wondering what to believe in. Because of very many things that are coming into the city, everything is being called good. But the Lord is calling us and the Lord is sending us to proclaim the good news of God's saving grace. That we get saved because of the grace and the mercy of God upon our lives. And that's why we turn to him. So because we have seen and we have known what the Lord has done for us, we therefore advance to tell other people about the good news of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. These people, because the Lord had done great things for them, because they had now encountered victory. I want you to mark this right. By the time they reached the camp of the Syrians, and they discovered that the Syrians were not there, and they had taken something. By the time they are reaching back into the camp of the Israelites, they were not rejected. I don't know that you mark that. They were not rejected, but they took the good news and told them, come on. The camp is empty. 
that even when you go and you have got the good news and Christ is with you, you remember the, the question they asked Nathan, Nathaniel asked that what good thing can ever come out of Nazareth? But when you have the greater one inside of you, he will pave the ways for you to minister and preach the gospel. These people came and told the gospel to the city that had rejected them. And I pray that the Lord will open doors for you, that those that had rejected you will open their doors wide to listen because the greater one rests inside of you. Praise the name of the Lord. People are perishing out there. So because of what the Lord has done for us, we cannot hold the good news because we have known what he can do. In 1 Corinthians 2, he says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no mind has thought about is what the Lord has in stock for those who love him. So because we have known that God has got great plans for us, we can't keep quiet. Because I have known how far the Lord has brought me, how much the Lord has forgiven me, I cannot keep quiet and watch a friend perishing. I can't keep quiet and watch someone going astray. I need to arise and tell the good news. Because if these lepers had not gone back into the camp, probably people there would have died because of hunger. But they came and told the good news. I don't know if you've got opportunity to tell the good news to someone. No wonder Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16, and he says, Wow unto me, if I don't preach the gospel. These people told themselves, when you go to verse, verse 9, then they say to each other, we are not doing right. This is a day of good news, and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let's, let's go at once and report this to the royal palace. And Paul is saying, wow to me if I don't preach the gospel. Friends, wow unto us if we keep the good news to ourselves. Christ called you. He saved you. He has taught you. Now it is time you went out. It's high time you went out and preached the good news. But why do people refuse to go and preach the good news? It is because the message they are carrying is inversely proportional to the life they are living. Praise the name of the Lord. Yesterday I was preaching at church and I told the people that it is only this gospel, it is only the work of the minister, the work of the pulpit, the work of a preacher that can never ever be separated from their life. Some people, by the time I went to, to begin doing the ministry in the church that I'm serving in, it is easy for us to organize a mission here and say we are going out for a mission in Karamoja. We are going out for a mission in Terego. We are going out for a mission in Pajulu. But it, you will get costas lining up here. People are going for mission. But it is hard for those very individuals to preach their neighbors, to preach their workmates, to preach to their family members. Why? Their lives do not correspond with the gospel. So it is easy for you to go and preach to someone who does not know you. 
And they will say, wow, that guy is full of the spirit. But when you come to your brother who has known your fouls, which I've refused to repent about, you know that you're going to misrepresent Christ. So this message that we preach, the message and the messenger should not defer. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want to challenge us today that whenever you're going to minister to do this ministry, God is calling on you. God is calling on me. That we take the mandate, first of all, to commune with Christ, to sit with him, to dine with him. Then whatever you have known from God, you will carry it to someone. Imagine these people enter the camp of the Syrians and they found nothing. They wouldn't go back and tell the good news. But because you have known how sweet Christ is, friends, it is time we told the good news. The truth of the matter is this, that a lot is happening in the lives of people. Too much is happening in the lives of people. That you cannot tell who is struggling and who is not struggling. The beauty of church is that we come to church so smart, dressed up in suits, dressed up in gomeses. We put a public show and everyone looks at us as that guy. And like, wow, that is the guy, that is the preacher. But whatever you're battling with, you're just like Naaman. The Bible says, the Lord had given Naaman great battles, but he had leprosy. And that's why it is hard for us to carry on the gospel. So because of this, because people are struggling, looking for what, is, what will save their souls, friends, we need to preach the gospel. Turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, reading from verse 13. Let me read from NIV. It says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Anyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It includes the broken families. It includes the broken people. People that cannot carry on anymore with the ministry of Christ. We are supposed to reach out to the good news. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I want us to understand that people are battling with issues. But listen to the questions Paul is posing in Romans chapter 10. He says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? How? How? How will the people call on the name of the Lord unless you preach to them? It is so easy for us to arise and say, so and so does not know Christ. But have you taken an initiative to tell them about Jesus? This good news that I have heard, 
this good news that I have understood. Come on, my brother, my sister. Have you taken an opportunity to share this good news with that member that you know is dying? Have you taken the initiative? God gave me the grace that most times I move into, most especially uh, I took time in three months to pray with people that were struggling in the cancer institute. And most of the people I prayed for passed on. The, and I didn't give up. I, I prayed and they passed on. I went back and prayed for another one because it was in their critical state. But two days ago, this, another one died on 24th of December. Then two days ago, I normally make devotions every morning and send to over 900 people every morning. So this boy sends me a message and tells me, thank you very much for visiting us in the hospital. When my mother was on the sick bed dying, she didn't know Christ. But you shared with us and we found hope. I got lifted, I got encouraged. But I don't know whether you get an opportunity to minister the gospel of Christ to people. Oh, we have distanced ourselves. And like, wow, those people are struggling. For us, we're okay. You have taken it that you rather, you're, you're getting peace to the expense of the truth. You're looking for peace other than sharing the gospel of Christ. The people in your locality, in your, in, there are people in your house that actually you have given up upon. Like this one, we have given up. Take the initiative and share the good news. Because Paul says, I am not afraid, ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to challenge us this afternoon. That if you have never taken a time to share in the good news to someone, to your neighbor, to your sister, to your sibling, to your brother... Take the time today. Let us stop having a public show, coming to church, appearing good, looking nice, and yet you don't share in the gospel. Wow unto me if I don't preach the gospel. Wow unto me. I normally organize missions and I tell them, I will never sit in an office when people are going to preach the gospel. The people coming to Waiting for prayers, another person can pray for them, but there is someone that needs to hear the gospel of Christ. Why do I sit and swing on a chair when someone's soul is perishing? Why? Missioners, why? And then we do something and we call it, and, 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 and then you begin to, to turn something, you begin to give them sweet names. They, every time is time for preaching the gospel of Christ. Peter writes and says that be ready at every time to give a reason as to why you believe. Are you ready? Oh, we are just good. Most of us love preaching to the already converted. You come, you look for your brother. Hey, my brother here is good. Because you know you will not be rejected. My friends, we've preached at times and they have chased us with pangas and we have run. It was in Nairobi, I remember. You go to preach and you're on a crusade uh, Captain Jasper Laboro is preaching in an Islamic area 
and all the captains stand down and say, to reach him, you pass through us. We have been in those states of ministry. Why? We know what it means to share the good news. But why do we get comfortable? Haggai asks the question and says, is it time for you to sit in open houses while the city is in ruins? Is it the time? Is it the time for you to sleep when there is a soul perishing? Is it the time for you to sleep and snore when some soul is dying? Is it the time? Let me ask you the same question. Is it the time? Praise the name of the Lord. As I conclude, I want to ask yourself this question. From the time this year began, how many times have you shared in the gospel of Christ to someone? Or you're waiting for the pulpit to come and preach. And if you're not given opportunity to preach, you say, they don't like me. How many times, okay, how many people have you led to Christianity, to Christ this year? How many? Did you even preach to any? If not, is it time for you to sleep? Because Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 16, that wow unto me if I don't preach the gospel. One of the scriptures that Drive me whenever I'm talking about mission. Allow me to summarize with it. It is in Acts chapter 20. And this is the reason for my personal existence as Jackson. It is the reason why I live. It is the reason why I do everything I do. And whenever I get tired, I normally go back. Whenever I feel ministry is becoming hard, I normally go back to this portion of scripture. Acts 20, 24. Listen to what Paul says. Read that story very well, how Paul shares the good news, but this is what he says. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the rest and complete the task, the Lord Jesus has given me the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. That is why I exist. Why do you exist? I consider my life worth nothing if only I may testify until I accomplish that task and testify to the gospel of God's grace. Is that your mandate? Is that why you exist? And if it is not, then we have a responsibility. Let's arise. Let's arise. We just want to engage in prayer. Don't look very far to pray. Don't, don't put your eyes so far to begin preaching the gospel. Jesus said, starting in Jerusalem. It starts with yourself in your home. Follow him, follow him, yield your life. To him he has conquered death, he is king of kings. Accept the joy which he gives to know.
him yield your life to him he has called death is king of kings accept the joy which he I want to walk with Jesus Christ all the days I live on this life on earth to give to Him complete control of body and soul. Follow Him. Just begin to surrender now and tell God I surrender to you. Tell him God I want to share the gospel of Christ. This time I want to begin to pray. The Lord has spoken to us and I have no idea how the Lord has convicted you there. But tell him, God, I want to be a servant. I want to minister. Father, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to share your word. I want you to begin to pray and tell God I surrender to you. I want to be an ambassador. That the message I carry will not be different from me. That I will not misrepresent the gospel. Tell him, God, there are moments I have feared. But the people in my family... The people in my home, in my locality are perishing. This is the time. The Lord is calling us to arise, to take our positions and declare the good news of Jesus to those broken homes. Just tell it to Jesus. Come on, tell him that God, I want to be a servant. Come on, tell him that God, I want to be a minister. To preach the good news like never before. You could have been rejected and thrown out. And even fear to go back and talk. And tell the good news to the people that sent you. But come on the Lord says greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. And when he says go he says I will be with you to the end of the ages. Don't allow it come and say wow to me. If I have not preached the gospel, tell him, God, equip me. Tell him, God, send me out. I go in the power of your strength. Remember that family member. Remember that friend of yours, that colleague whom you have given up on. The Lord is calling you to reach out to them. The Lord is calling you to reach out to them. Don't look so far. Start right now. Start now. Begin to pray. Begin to tell God it is now. This is the time. God is calling upon us. He says, whom shall I send? And who will be my messenger? Will you say like Isaiah that here I am, O Lord, send me. Raise your voice and tell it to Jesus. Raise your voice and tell it to Jesus. Raise your voice and tell it to Jesus. Tell God, I want to be an ambassador. You could have compromised the truth to the expense of having peace. But friends, I want to tell you the truth of God reigns forevermore. 
And today is calling you to share in the good news of Jesus Christ. You have been saved. You have been given life. Why can't you allow your neighbor to enjoy that same life? Yes, Lord, here we are. We commit our lives to you. Praying that, Father, you equip us. Where we have been cowards, we ask for your grace and mercy. Go ahead of us. That when you speak, Lord, when we speak, our voices will be expounded. Your word will sound bigger in the ears of your people. And souls will be saved for the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray and we believe. Amen. The lepers knew it's a time for good news. We cannot keep it to ourselves. Are you convinced about this news of Jesus? Many times we are limited to share because we are not convinced. Or times we are convinced, but there are so many excuses. Captain Asuka has reminded us at times we have looked for peace. Maybe if I share it, it will disorganize the equilibrium. Eh? <laughs> so I rather maintain the equilibrium. Friends, the Bible is clear. Jesus says, those words are not easy. I have not come to bring peace, but sword. At times, that's what it calls for. That this good news will destabilize certain people. It's okay. <laughs> After it has destabilized them, they will find salvation. And that is the greatest thing that they need. So maybe you're there and you're saying, you know, I've always sought the peace path. Even when God is calling you to share it, that it will it's tie up a war. I feel we should pray for you in a special way. You are saying, for real, I'm convinced about the message of the gospel. But I'm timid. I feel, yes, I'm convinced, but I'm timid. I just want to call that particular person. Come on, we pray. They will ask Captain Asko to come back. I just feel we should pray for whoever is timid. Whoever is convinced about the truth of the gospel, but you're timid. At times even you live resolved. Let me share it, but you know. Then the excuse is coming. If you're there, just come as we sing that song. Follow him. Just come and we pray with you particularly. You is saying, you know, I want to be a part of those that are declaring this gospel. But I'm timid. Just come forward and we pray with you before we conclude. Follow him. Follow him. Follow him, 
that team that says I want to learn to speak his word yes. and that's what I want us to sing that let that be our sincere prayer that you sing that verse knowing that you want to learn to speak and share the gospel of God's grace servants to you. I pray that you remove fear out of them. You are recalling revelation that it is the coward that will lead the way to hell. But Father, we pray that we will remove timidity out of us. For you have not given us the spirit of fear. But Father, the spirit of boldness and not of a sound mind. You are says in First John 4, 4 that you are of God's little children. And you have already overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I pray, King of glory, that you will clothe them with power. You will clothe them with boldness. Your word says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon John and he declared the good news. Father, I pray that your spirit will descend upon these your servants. Even those people whom they are fearing to speak to, my Lord, those will be opened. Favor will go ahead of them. In the mighty name of Jesus, move, O oh God, in your great power. Anoint their lips. Do you anoint their lips of Isaiah? Anoint them afresh in the name of Jesus. Equip them, empower them for the gospel, O oh God. Father, may we see fruits, O oh God coming out of their declaration out of their commitment may they begin with their family members may they begin with their relatives may they begin with their spouses may they begin with their workmates of God and transformation will fall in the name of Jesus I pray oh God that you will clothe them with power you will clothe them with strength may your word come true in their lives Go ahead of them. Where they're going to find hard rocks, give them grace to go through them. Where they're going to find hard moments, give them the grace and, 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 and the grace to overcome and tarry through the hard times. Because we're God that can do it for us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.